ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. ladies, welcome to this episode of No Higher Calling. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Today's just, I really just want to share a little devotional thought with you. Um, Just a way that the Lord is working in my heart and life as a mom. Um, It actually stemmed from a conversation that I had recently with my dad. Um, He was talking to me um, just really, I was just sharing Honestly, some of how God is using this podcast, some different feedback I've gotten, um, some feedback that he's gotten about me and the podcast, um, just the ways that the Lord has blessed and used this. And dad just shared the verse. He told me, he's like, Brittany, he's like, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And um, that meant so much to me. I'm thankful that he feels that way. But it also just smote my heart as I thought, am I walking in truth? And I have just been meditating on that and thinking on that. Um, And the Lord just keeps bringing me back to this idea as I just pour my heart out to him of all I want is truth. There is so much that the world presents that it has to offer. Fame, fortune, riches, pleasures, um, just endless things that the Lord, or that, I'm sorry, that the world um, just, just puts in front of us as things to strive for, things to work for, things to sacrifice for, um, things to give everything to attain. And friends, as I as I grow in the Lord, as I study his word and lean on his love, I just more and more come to realize that all I want is truth. Um, Philippians 4.8 talks about just the, the list that we are to think on, but it starts with what the, whatsoever things are true. That is what I want. I want those things that are true. Um, John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus says, I am the truth. When I say all I want is truth, in essence, all I want is Christ. He is that truth. I know I share a lot about things that Eden and I are learning as I'm homeschooling kindergarten with her, Um, but honestly, I have been amazed how much I am learning as a mom um, alongside her, things that God is revealing to me. Um, Every day, we kind of have like a little science reading that we do. Uh, Currently, we're in a unit um, uh, called At the Pond. So we've been learning all different things about the pond. I've shared that um, in previous episodes. But there's also a Bible connection that we have every day. And in this unit, um, they have been studying through different psalms. 
Uh, just a few weeks ago, we studied through Psalm 42 together. And Psalm 42, 1 says, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? You know, we, we've heard the song, As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after you. And I taught Eden that song, and we've been singing it um, for the past couple weeks. And as I've been preparing for this episode and just really thinking on this idea of God strip everything else away all I want is truth all I want is you I've been thinking about that um you know it it brought out in the lesson when you're thirsty all you can think about is water have you ever been that thirsty um we're about to enter into summer here in the states so hot is on its way and I have had those days where I've been outside you know usually some type of physical exercise and I am so thirsty like water never sounded so amazing in the same way my heart should be panting after the truths of God's word do I get so desperate for his word that nothing else will satisfy am I just so in earnest desire to just fill my body with the refreshing waters of his word that no, no, I don't want anything else. All I want is his truth. This just been convicting my heart as, as I've thought of this. Um, for a while, Job 23.10 was my life verse. As seasons have changed, as God has led in different ways in my life, I, I've changed that verse. But um, for a long time, it was Job 23.10, and it says, But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Um, you know, this is talking about the refining fire. And I've shared again before on this podcast that the Lord has really been doing that for Simeon and I, 2020-2021. God has really been refining us, just really through different fires, through different trials, different things that we've walked through, um, different things that we have just had no answer for, that we've had to lean on the Lord and trust in Him. Um, Just different things that have been burning away dross and impurities from our life. And we hope that the process continues until we meet Christ of just becoming a a purer and purer vessel. But... um, just in, in thinking about this idea of all I want is truth. Um, I was reading a book recently that I want to share a couple excerpts from, and it's called Teaching from Rest by Sarah McKenzie. This is actually a book for homeschooling moms, um, but... It was okay. If you're a homeschooling mom, first of all, you have to get this book. It was phenomenal. I highlighted like almost the entire book, but it has some great truths, even if you're not a homeschool mom. And I just want to share some of those with you today, just because as I've been thinking about this idea of all I want is truth. Okay, if that is true for my heart, if God is working in my life, removing the impurities, purifying my heart, what is that going to look like in my home, in my relationship with my husband, in my relationship with my children? What does it look like as I live in pursuit of truth, as I as I remove side distractions and look straight ahead 
down the finish line, I see the truth and I run with all I have in me for that finish line, for the truth, for Christ. What does it look like? And I I first think of it is I my life, I want to offer my life as an offering to God. God talks um, about offering the uh, our offerings of our life being that sweet savor unto him. Um, there is nothing greater I can do with my life than place it right back in the hands of the person that gave it to me, of the one who gave me that very life. And, and that's what I want to do as I am becoming more and more just consumed with a pursuit of truth. I want to give my life in an offering to Christ. Sarah McKenzie says in her book, when we begin the day offering it up to God, we acknowledge that no matter what comes our way, we are doing it all for his pleasure. We remind ourselves that he is who he says he is and that nothing matters except pleasing him. Whether or not our children bicker all day, whether or not we get through the lesson plans, whether or not we barely hang on while everything else falls apart around us, none of it matters except that we offer it up to God and then all of it matters, but in a whole new light. Um, And I love that. Just trying to be faithful, to be a faithful steward and say, hey, God, whatever you have put in my hands, whether I feel like it is a success or a failure, I am offering it up to you. I am giving you every ounce of me, every ounce of my day, every ounce of my home, and I want it to be an offering unto you. Another quote that she says is that uh, Christ, she says, he asks us to live excellently. That is to live in simple obedience, faith, and trust. He asks us to faithfully commit every day to him and then to do that day's tasks well. He is in charge of the results. And that's what she's talking about a lot through this book and teaching from rest is, um, doing our part. This doesn't at all alleviate our responsibility to work hard, to be fervent, and to yield ourselves to the Lord. But we don't have to toil and spin our wheels over and over, reaching and try to trying to achieve what we deem as success. We just need to obey and trust and live in faith and leave the results to Him. And, and I love that as I just think about this pursuit of truth. I know Simeon and I just did the episode recently um, on the Christian home, and we listed different things. I think it was nine different things that we are trying to implement as kind of like roots and anchors in our home as we are trying to raise our children, things that we want to teach them and have as like, okay, these are important things to the Brazel household. Um, but I hope that that didn't come across um, overwhelming, like, oh, I got to get my list and every day I got to be checking off like, okay, we worked on hospitality. Okay. My kid, you know, showed an evangelistic worldview. No, no, no. I, I hope it didn't come across that way. Like I said, while we do feel like those are important and those are anchors in our home, those are things that we're developing in our lives that we're trying to teach to our children. Success for me is not going to have all of my kids raised to be able to look at their lives and say, check, 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 check. Okay, we've worked our way through our home checklist and you have left my home being solid and all these things. Okay, I've been a successful mom. I've raised a successful child. No, that is not that that was not the intention of that episode. Um, Really, we 
I don't know. I don't know how our kids are going to turn out. Um, We pray that they will choose to follow the Lord and that they will love him and that those things will be anchored deep into their hearts and souls. Um, But if not, I, I can't control that. But I can trust in my heavenly father. If I get to having my kids raised and however they choose to pursue their life, I can look back and say, I had faith in God. I trusted him and I obeyed him as best as I knew how. When I didn't, I I repented of that disobedience and I turned from it and chose obedience. If I can look back and say those things, that that's enough. That's what I want. That is what I want. Um, she says again in here uh, that... This idea is that we don't panic when things don't go according to our plan. In fact, we plan for plans to not always work well. When I take on the challenge of this day with both hands and trust that we are right where he wants us, that's when I experience unshakable peace. And we all want that unshakable peace. She says, in fact, unshakable peace is not tied to my success at all. It's tied to faithfulness. We rest in knowing that if our children grow up to ask us why we did what we did, why we focused on cultivating wonder and curiosity, on learning hard things such as Latin and algebra, why we didn't fill up our days but focused on living well and gazing on Him, we can answer them with confidence. Um Uh, Another thing that she said is that she just wants to build a bridge uh, between the child in front of her and the man that God intends him to become. And and that is really just kind of the heart of this episode. I kind of feel like I'm all over the place. Um, But but that's what we want to do in in the pursuit of truth in my own heart. I want to model that for my children. Uh, C.H. Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon says, you will never know the fullness of Christ until you know the emptiness of everything else. You know, I don't have um, a testimony of coming out of just the dark, wicked sin of the world. Um, You know, I I was saved when I was young. I have been raised in church, but I have experienced some things and and have heard others' testimonies enough to see how empty, how empty this world is, that everything that it promotes as beautiful and glamorous and pleasurable and, oh, if you just drink this or do this or go here, all your dreams will be fulfilled. Life will be better than you could have ever imagined. It's empty. As Solomon said, vanity of vanities. All I want is truth. As C.S. Lewis said, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. And friend, we are. We are made for another world. I don't know how much longer God will have me, you listeners. I don't know how much longer he has for us on this earth. But our souls will spend eternity somewhere. I pray that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior and that your soul will spend an eternity in heaven. If you haven't or if you have any questions about that, please reach out to me. I would love nothing more than to share what Jesus has done in my life and how he's changed me and how he can change you. Um, 
But I hope you are saved and that heaven is your home and that you have the assurance of knowing this world is not my home. I'm passing through before long. We will be in the presence of the Lord forever and ever through all eternity. And you know what? When we get on that side, we'll look back and whether we realize it here now on this earth or we realize it later once we're there, all that mattered, all that ever will matter is truth, is us just filling our hearts and mind with truth, us passing that truth to our children, to the lost, to those that God gives us to influence. So I just want to encourage you. I know this is kind of a different episode, um, but it's just something that God has put on my heart. And I try to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading um, as I do these podcast episodes. And and so I don't know how he's going to use it in your heart and life. I, I pray that something that I stumbled over, God will just prick your heart and use this to encourage or to challenge you. But friend... As we raise our children, as we set the temperature of the home, as we love our husbands, I just pray that we will all just continuing down the path of life, that we will be just laser focused, intently looking ahead at the prize that is set before us. Paul talks about that running that race taking up our baton and pressing towards the mark for the prize of the calling of God in Christ Jesus, pursuing truth, not being distracted, but having our eyes fixed ahead on Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. And I pray that as we strive, as we follow the truth, as we work and labor and love and serve, that the truth will just infiltrate every crevice of our heart, that it will spill over into the hearts of those around us. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you are truth. I thank you that you have recorded your truth for us in the Bible, that you have preserved it to every generation, that I can sit here doing this podcast and hold your truth in my hands. Lord, I pray that I will be diligent and fervent to pour your truth into my heart, that I will let it wash over my heart, that I will pant after your word like the deer pants after the water, Lord, that you will change me, that you will conform me to the image of your son, that you will purify my heart and life. Lord, and as I try to minister in the walls of my home, I pray that that will just spill over into my husband, into my children. Lord, as I try to minister to the friends that you've given me, to the lost around me, Lord, to my church family, I pray that the truth will spill over into their lives as well. Lord, I just thank you that you are the prize. Lord, what an amazing promise that you have set yourself as the prize, the attainable prize that we can have if we run our race and set our eyes on you. Lord, may we keep our eyes fixed on you every moment of every day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.